back to this week's episode of BC Buckets Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Beach Patterson, and as always, joined by head men's basketball coach, Coach Mark Figuera. Coach, uh, coming off of a thrilling one yesterday, uh, how are we doing here today? Yeah, doing good, Bobby. Anytime you win in February, you know, that's always a good feeling, and you know, we were we were able to get two of them this last week, so doing good. Absolutely, and uh, and we'll get to it here later on in the podcast. But uh, you and the boys actually had practice today, which is a little unusual. Uh, but like I said, we'll kind of talk about that uh, and some changes to the schedule here uh, coming up. But yeah, I want to start here this last week. Uh, you had a Mount Marty team come to the Newman Flanagan Center uh, here on Wednesday night. Came away with a really nice seventy four sixty three win. Uh, was pretty close kind of throughout, and then was able to make some big plays and get some stops there late in the game. Uh, but kind of talk about Wednesday's game. Uh, it seemed like at some points that we could have had some chances to pull away. Mount Marty just kind of hung around and stuck around and, and fought hard, but ultimately came away with that nice 11-point win. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head. I think thought there was maybe three different times where we had a chance to turn an eight-point lead into 14 or 12 into 16 or something like that. Um, you know, one in the first half with about five minutes left, I thought we had a chance to really extend a 10-point lead before half. And as it turned out, they cut it to three um, at halftime. And then a couple times the second half, same situation. And, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to put teams away. You got a lot of teams right now in the league. They're fighting for positioning, obviously. They're fighting, you know, to make the conference tournament. And, you know, Mount Marty is – you know, struggled at times this year, but I tell you what, you got to give them a lot of the credit. They, they play hard, they compete. Uh, you know, you, sometimes you find teams that are, you know, down in the standings and they, they let up a little bit late in the year and that's not been the case uh, with them. And so I, I thought it was a good team effort all the way around. Um, you know, it wasn't perfect by any stretch, but you know, like I already said, and I, I told the guys this in the locker room Wednesday, you need to celebrate wins in February. They're hard to get because everybody this time of year is a little fatigued, you know, a little beat up some way, shape, or form. And, you know, you got to find ways to win games when you're not feeling 100% every night. And, and I thought our guys did that. And, you know, especially coming off, you know, a loss the prior weekend, you know, we needed to bounce back and, and get that winning feeling back in our mouth. So it, it was a good way to do that. Yeah, and you look at it, hold Mount Marty to 63 points, only uh, shot 38% uh, from the field for the game. Uh, but then you look at us here in the box score, I mean, we had some really balanced scoring. I mean, Quinn and Kyle both at 16, Jaden at 13, and then you had several other guys have anywhere uh, six, seven, eight, even nine. Um, and we were able to shoot uh, 54% from the field. So, I mean, defensively had to be really happy with only holding Mount Marty to 63 points uh, under – uh, 40% shooting from the field, but then to kind of get that contribution on the offensive side from just about everyone that we had step on the floor, uh, it has to be really nice when you can have those games and not have to rely on one guy, which I know isn't the way that we have been all year, but just to get the contribution from everyone's got to be huge. Yeah, it is. And and I thought, you know, there was multiple times where we played pretty well defensively in that game. Uh, gave up a couple too many offensive rebounds for my liking. Um, gave them a couple transition points, which I think that let them hang around a little bit. Uh, we gave them, we call them pick six turnovers where, you know, they took it and went on for an uncontested layup. And those are frustrating. They're devastating. They really get me irritated on the sidelines. 
because generally it's, it's just carelessness that leads to those. And so we, you know, we wanted to sharpen that up a little bit, but uh, yeah, bouncing back from a win, I think that's a, the sign of a good team. It shows a lot of resiliency and toughness when you, you have a tough loss on Saturday and you turn around and, you know, you go in by double figures on Wednesday. And, you know, I was, I, we talked a lot about, we need to play well, we need to compete at a high level and all those things. And I think winning becomes a byproduct of that. So, you know, happy to get that one done. And, you know, you, you fight human nature a little bit because obviously a rivalry game was coming up behind that on Saturday. And, you know, you can't, you can't look ahead to that. You have to take it one game at a time because, you know, yeah, and we're going to talk about it. Yeah, we won yesterday against Morningside, but, you know, had we dropped one to, to, to Mount Marty Wednesday, it, it stains that a little bit. And so I, I was happy with the effort we gave and, and for the most part happy with the execution we played with on, on Wednesday. Yeah, and like I said, came away with a 74-63 win on Wednesday against Mount Marty. And then <laughs> I, I know the game that everyone wants to talk about. And like you said, I mean, every single win in February is nice. But uh, Saturday going across town, uh, playing at Morningside. Uh, and for the people that don't know, and Coach, I know you're fully aware, uh, last time that we've actually gone uh, to Morningside and won was back in 2017, which up until yesterday morning I was unfamiliar with. Uh, but, I mean, you just talk about, and you've mentioned it however many times on, on the podcast and things, as, hey, these games are why you come to Briarcliff. It's the basketball tradition between these two programs is just so rich. Um, and historic, and that was on display here Saturday. I mean, just both sides, electric environment, both sides loud, crazy, and I kind of want to break it down into two parts. So the first half uh, came out uh, hot right away. We were shooting the ball really well. Uh, down 18 to 17 at one point, and then all of a sudden you look up, and we went on a 12-0 run, uh, and we're up 29-18, and ended up uh, at halftime was up by eight. Uh, so kind of talk about in the first half, uh, did you kind of get the sense that the guys are ready to go from the tip? I mean, uh, or is it something that you just kind of, as the, the chips fell there uh, after the tip, you kind of saw us get, a, get more of a rhythm? Well, I mean, I, I knew they were ready to go at shoot around in the morning. Um, you know, they were pretty focused and, you know, that's always good to see. And I, I thought early on, I thought we actually made a couple tough shots early on, um, you know, and not going to apologize for making shots. But I was, you know, in the back of my mind, maybe a little concerned because I didn't think we were necessarily moving the ball as, as quickly and crisply as we needed to. Settled in a little bit with that in the, in the later parts of the first half. And I really thought we defended well. You know, had a couple breakdowns here and there. Um, but for the most part, we defended really well in the first half. And, you know, they weren't shooting an overly high percentage. Um, we'd turned them over a handful of times, I think eight times in the first half couple of those led to points for us, which is obviously huge. Um, you know, but it was, you know, a good have you go into the halftime with the lead and, and that's always a good feeling. And, you know, there was definitely a couple things we talked about at halftime that we wanted to, to really hone in on, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, while also reminding the guys, like, we can't lose our edge defensively. Because sometimes I do think it's easier to play defense in the first half of games because you have your entire bench right there by you. And the talk is really good. And, you know, coaches are yelling stuff out. There's energy from the bench, and that feeds to the players on the floor. And you want to try to, to match that in the second half. When you don't have that, you have the exact opposite next to you. Um, but all in all, yeah, happy with our first half effort. And, and I thought our guys were pretty dialed into the game plan 
and what we were trying to do. We, you know, we wanted to try to make their offense a little uncomfortable. We didn't want it to be free flowing in rhythm, everything they did. And, and I thought we were able to do that a little bit. And then you look at the second half. Uh, it came out right away uh, in the second half there, played really well. And it was just so crazy to kind of sit there and watch a game because when it got later and later on in the game, it's like, holy smokes, this is a little bit of deja vu because this was very similar to the way uh, the first matchup went in the Newman Flanagan Center. I mean, we were able to kind of be, get a big lead. And for the most part of the game, we had a, a comfortable 10 uh, – 17 at one point, I believe it even got up to 21 point lead. So we were kind of in the driver's seat. And all of a sudden, uh, with like three and a half minutes left, we're up 14, 15. And then you look and we went by three. And, and at one point, 77, 60 or 76, they got an offensive rebound. Scoff at a three at the top of the key. Talk about a little bit uh, towards the end of that, that game with uh, the flow of the offense. I mean, did you kind of feel like the guys were maybe just rushing a little bit? Was Morningside's defense just ramped up a little bit more physical and kind of just made things a little more frustrating for you guys? Well, I think, you know, the first 14, 15 minutes of the second half, you know, Morningside plays a physical and aggressive defense. And, you know, I think the worst thing you can do is play passive offense against that. You want to counter that with your own aggressiveness. You got to be smart with it. I thought we really moved the ball. I thought we cut really hard. I thought all of our screening actions were with a, a purpose. And, you know, we ended up getting great shots. You know, even some possessions we didn't score, we had really good looks. Um, I thought it was, you know, maybe the best 10-minute stretch of offense we've played all year. I mean, it, the, it, was, it was just fun to watch on the sideline. And, you know, then late, they made a couple shots, got a couple offensive rebounds. We missed a couple shots, and it gets cut down to, you know, nine or eight. And then, for whatever, we got a little passive. We turned it over against their press a couple times, and, you know, that led to, to some good looks and easy points for them. And offensive both from up one, up three with 25 seconds left. And then, obviously, needed to come up with one defensive stop, and, and we did. You know, and it was – I think we forced a, a fairly tough look from three to tie it, and, you know, the ball came off the rim with about two seconds left, and – I thought Quentin Boss made a huge play, just kind of tipped the ball up in the air um, to keep the clock going and, you know, game over. So, yeah, it was a little stressful. Wish it wouldn't have come to that. You know, similar script to the first time we played them. And, you know, you give credit. And, and I, I at no point did I think Morningside was going to quit and, and just concede because that's not who they are and that's not what this rivalry is. Um, you know, there was a couple things we could have handled better, but man, I tell you what, you come out of there with a win and, and a sweep on the year. That's, that's pretty good. I'm not going to complain about it. And, you know, I think having this happen twice now with the same team, but there's a, there's a big lesson to be learned there. And it's, you know, playing with a killer instinct, keep your foot on the gas pedal. The worst thing you can do is get passive because yeah, there, it's nice to run a little clock when you have the lead but you can do that while staying aggressive. And if you try to do that while being passive, bad things generally happen. You know, victory always favors the aggressor and you want to keep your foot on the gas pedal. But tell you what, proud of the guys, they really fought. Um, they persevered through a, a tough couple of minutes there late and, and found a way to get it done. Yeah, and just sitting there thinking of the deja vu from the first time. But, uh, I mean, if we're going to end up winning, uh, no matter if it's deja vu or not, yeah, we're 100% going to take that. And I kind of want to ask you a question, Coach, in, in your time uh, of playing, 
uh, and coaching. Have you ever seen an assist come from a guy who's been on his rear end? <laughs> well, I tell you what, I, what it, what it really does is the big, and no, I don't, not that I remember. And it seems like a memorable thing. Um, you know, Quinn Voss made an unbelievable pass from the floor, but the underrated thing that we don't, that maybe won't get talked about as much as why in the world did Connor Groves throw the ball to Quentin Vasa while he was literally sitting on the floor? And I asked him about it today and he just kind of laughed and said, you know, I guess all I can say is I thought maybe Q would make a bigger effort to get up quicker. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's, that was a pretty wild play. And, you know, in the grand scheme of it, the huge play, you know, with see how the game turned out. We, we hit a three from the corner and, uh, you know, the, the wherewithal and the IQ Quinton had to, to make that play was, was pretty incredible. Yeah, it, it did come at a big time, too, because that was kind of the point that uh, Jaden, obviously, right in front of the student section, obviously hit that three, uh, and that got the crowd just absolutely berserk. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I was going to bring that up, too. I'm glad you did this great play by Quentin. But the uh, second thing is, Connor, where are you throwing the ball there, buddy? But uh, nonetheless, is able to make the shot, good possession. Um, and, yeah, came out of there with a huge 81-78 win. So, big-time gutsy performance by the guys. Uh, was able to kind of dial it in. Uh, and they dug in there, that last possession. And they needed to have a perfect perfect possession. And it might not have been perfect, but uh, still came away with a stop. Uh, and the win to, to have a nice little 2-0 uh, week here this last week, uh, which is going to lead us up into this week here. Kind of a little bit of a different schedule here this week. Still playing the two GPAC games on some different days, and we'll talk about that here too. Uh, but as this podcast is getting released uh, tomorrow, as we're recording here Sunday, uh, we actually have a game uh, coming up here on Monday, Coach, going to Peru State. Uh, and one that you and I talked about because of a game that we had dropped from the Holiday Classic, uh, we were able to pick that game up with Peru State. Uh, it, it sounds like you and Coach Ludwig down there had kind of talked a little bit for a few weeks here about this, and it finally came to fruition, if that's right. Yeah, basically, you know, they lost a game in a Holiday Classic they were supposed to play in. Um, we did as well. And, you know, he was really aggressively looking for a game to, to fill – I was probably a little more passively looking if it was the right situation, not too far, you know, the dates were going to be okay for, for our schedule. And, you know, we kind of came up with this and, you know, because we play Friday, Saturday this week um, on the GPAC calendar gives us a little extra time here. And so, you know, we're going to go down there and play tomorrow. Uh, we'll take Tuesday off and then Wednesday, Thursday, obviously get ready for the weekend of games but, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a good thing. And I, before we actually confirmed everything, I asked some of the older guys, some of the captains, what they thought, if they wanted to do it, if they didn't want to do it. And if they just said, no, we wouldn't have done it. But I got a pretty resounding, yeah, let's go play from our guys. I mean, the guys want to play at the end of the day. And, yeah, it's a little out of the ordinary to play a non-conference game in early February. But, you know, kids want to play. We lost a game. And let's go play. And, you know, it, it worked out. And, Frankly, if it was a, a different situation, it might not have. Coach Ludwig and I are good friends. We go way back. Um, we played against each other or coached against each other for a long, long time. And so um, worked out good. I mean, they, he, they have a good program. They've had some success. Um, and it, it, it'll be a fun trip. And, you know, on top of it, I, I think there's a, a silver lining 
that I, that I do like when it works out for our guys is, you know, Peru State's about 15 minutes from where Quentin Bossa grew up and went to high school. And I think it's cool when we can make that work. You know, you go back to the hometown or the area, one of the guys from, and a lot of hometown people that maybe can't make it to Briarcliff for a game can get down and see him play. And I think that's cool. And we've been able to do that a lot over the years, um, you know, going back a decade here. And so I think that's a nice silver lining to it as well. But it, it's going to be fun. You know, they have a good team. They're athletic, physical, really good defensively. And, uh, you know, they're going to give us a little bit different look in terms of style of play than, than what a GPAC team will. And that's okay. Um, you know, but it's at the end of the day, they're going to be well coached. They're going to play hard and it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun game. So we're excited to go compete. Yeah. So that game is coming up here uh, tomorrow, February 7th, uh, just men's game going to Peru state tip off for that game will be uh, at seven o'clock. So make sure if you can't get there, tune in to bcuchargers.com uh, and watch that here. Uh, and then, yeah, we alluded to it earlier, a little bit of a different schedule. So, uh, we're still playing the two GPAC games, uh, but instead of the traditional Wednesday, Saturday, uh, coach here, it's going to be Friday, Saturday, and we've got Hastings coming to town here on Friday, followed by Jamestown coming to town up here Saturday. Want to talk about Hastings a little bit. Uh, might not be having the year that uh, they would have liked to have had, but nonetheless, still a team uh, that's capable, and they've got a few guards that can get hot pretty quick. So uh, definitely want to come out ready to play right away uh, against a pretty capable Hastings team. Yeah, tell you what, they, they, they've struggled. Um, you know, they, they were on a tough losing streak. Uh, actually won on Saturday. So they're going to be coming in off a win, you know, with potentially a refreshed confidence and, and good vibes and all that stuff. And, and they can score the ball. I mean, they've got multiple guys who can shoot it. Um, they're, they're pretty good offensively. And, you know, they gave us problems at times when we played out there, um, you know, five, six weeks ago. Um, and it's – you know, we're at the point of the year where, like I already said, everybody's a little beat up. Everybody's a little fatigued physically. Um, but the thing I've been really pleased with our guys is I think mentally we're really focused and they've really bought into, we're going to take this one game at a time. And, you know, right now we're focused on Peru as we go into tomorrow. Um, and then that's going to flip. We're going to focus on Hastings and, you know, you look ahead to, to Saturday or you worry about Saturday's game, that doesn't do you any good. Um, you know, so we want to come out ready to play, ready to compete at a high level, um, play with a high level of energy, you know, because you can't go 2-0 and on the weekend if, if you don't take care of business on Friday. And so we're going to come out, we're going to play hard, and, you know, Hastings presents some issues. We're going to try to do some things differently um, than we did the first time we played them, you know, try to – limit some of their easy scores that we gave up out at their place. Um, but, you know, records aside, it's the GPAC, Bobby. You've been around it long enough to know it doesn't mean a thing. And, you know, we, we better be ready to go for that one. Yeah, and then you turn around the next day and host a really good Jamestown team. And not much has to be said more uh, about them. They've got Walters uh, just to lead a really balanced attack here. And, and kind of a team who – it sounds a little weird saying coming into the year, they were one of the favorites to win the conference. Uh, had a few weeks there where they kind of struggled, but don't look now. I mean, they kind of slowly crawled their way back in. They're currently in third um, after the weekend here in the GPAC standing. So you got a really capable Jamestown team 
who, as we mentioned earlier in the year when we played him, uh, is brings back a lot of talent and a lot of scoring from the team that made a deep run in the NAIA national tournament last year. Uh, so kind of talk about Jamestown a little bit. And then also uh, for those games, we were not really used to a back-to-back Friday, Saturday GPAC game. So as a coaching staff and players, what are some things you guys kind of do to combat that as well? Well, with that part of it, you know, we, we've done this, you know, we play early season usually once or twice on a, on a Friday, Saturday, back to back. And, and so it's not completely foreign to us. Um, you know, and, and like I said, you gotta, you gotta put a lot of focus into into Friday night, you know, that's the first one. That's the most important one. Um, you know, maybe early to midweek, we might talk about or go through some stuff that we'll use for Jamestown on Saturday because, you know, the two opponents play a different style. Um, and there's some things Jamestown does that we're going to want to, you know, be prepared for, obviously. But, you know, they're big. They're physical. They, uh, they create some, some matchup issues for us with their size. Their guards can really shoot the ball. And, you know, you think back, we played a, just a slugfest of a game up there with them. And, and, frankly, I don't expect anything less. I think both of us are pretty good teams. And I think as different as we are, it, it makes for a really good matchup. Um, you know, because they create some, some matchup problems. I think we probably do the same for them and it, it just makes it out to be a pretty good matchup. So it's, you know, it's out of the ordinary. Um, I can't say that I, I personally love the Friday, Saturday, but you know what, when you don't have control of your schedule, you can complain about it, which I won't do, or you can say, Hey, we get to go play two games and let's give it all we got. And, you know, if, if you're fortunate enough, to get to a national tournament situation, what better preparation than playing a, you know, mid-February back-to-back because you will have to do that um, if, you, if you're lucky enough to make the national tournament. So there, there's a lot to be learned from this and a, a lot that can be taken moved forward, you know, if we handle it correctly. So we're, we're looking forward to it. It'll be fun. And, you know, we're at home. We don't have to travel for it. You know, guys will be sleeping in their own beds. We're going to have to shoot around and practice in our own gym. And, you know, let's go play basketball. I mean, it's, it's, it's February. And what, what more do you want than, you know, to play some big games here down the stretch? Yeah, and, and with those big games, too, nothing better uh, than to have uh, this weekend, those back-to-back days, the, the final two games in the Newman Flanagan Center. So this week's schedule coming up on Monday, playing at Peru State here. Game will tip off at 7. Uh, and then the last two home games of the regular season for the Briarcliff men in the Flanagan Center. So make sure you go out and catch that. Uh, Friday, the Hastings comes to town. Women's game will tip off at 6 with the men's game at 745. And quick turnaround the next day, Saturday, uh, Jamestown comes to the Newman Flanagan Center. Women's game will tip off at 2 and men's game at 345. So please make sure if you're in town, get out, uh, watch some really good hoops. Boys are playing really well right now. And the Newman Flaming and Center are always a rocking and great place to catch a basketball. So Friday, Hastings, and then Saturday, Jamestown here. So going to be another big week here uh, for the guys coming up. And then with that, we're going to work our way into the life rules uh, segment of the show. I know that's a big one for people, the one that they enjoy, kind of coaches' life rules here. And with the month of February and Valentine's Day coming around, I don't know if something is kind of special there on your mind, Coach, but uh, – Take us away with the old life rules for this week. Well, you know, I don't know that we need to get into Valentine's Day, 
Bobby, and that's, you know, that can be a touchy subject for some people. And this isn't even a life rule, but, uh, you know, when you, you find the person you're going to marry, you know, just double check when their birthday is. Cause I get the double whammy in February. Um, you know, my wife's birthday is this week, actually, uh, six days before Valentine's day. So it's kind of a double whammy and it, I don't know where the life rule is in there, but, uh, you know, it's kind of like if you marry somebody whose birthday's right around Christmas, you, you get hit a couple times pretty quick right there in a row. So I don't even know what the life rule is there. And, uh, you know, it'll probably transmission me into shout out because I got to give my wife a birthday shout out. Um, we won't we won't mention numbers or ages. Um, but uh, so, yeah, there you go. I, I don't know what the life rule is there. Well, it's I guess with that, you, Bobby, you know, life, life rules are running thin. <laughs> well, I guess with that, we're just going to go ahead right into the shout outs. I mean, you, you just mentioned kind of yours. So uh, go ahead and kick us off of that one here. Well, actually, I got a couple, um, to be honest with you. You know, I got to give a birthday shout out to my wife. Tuesday is her birthday this week. Um, and then I got another one. Just shout out to an enormous group of Briar Club basketball alums that were at our game yesterday. Um, you know, obviously it's a rivalry game. That's going to bring out a lot of people. But, you know, I, I don't know what the count was. It had to be in the 20s. Um, and it was awesome to see so many former players, you know, that I coached, but other guys that, you know, I didn't coach that were part of the program longer ago than, than I've been here. And that's awesome to see. It's always fun to try to catch up with people, even if it's real quick after the game. And obviously it's more fun after a win. So shout out to all those guys that were there yesterday. Yeah, that was great to see, and, and I was fortunate enough, my wife and I got down there and was able to spend time with a lot of friends and Briarcliff alumni, and, and it's always great because it, it's the, the saying on the back of the warm-ups this year and what you guys break that all down to and family, and it's very hard to explain to people that don't understand it, but yeah, it, it's awesome the type of family and culture that Briarcliff um, has built, especially in the basketball program, seeing everyone come back, that was pretty evident and on point on Saturday, so yeah, that was, that was awesome to see. I want to give a shout out to a guy uh, in yesterday's game and we've had him on the show. Great kid. Uh, and right now he's playing some really good basketball, but I want to give a shout out to Quinn VC. I mean, having a uh, coach, correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong. And if I am, it's gotta be pretty darn close, but having a career high with 26 points yesterday uh, was able it to. It wasn't actually a career high, but uh, I think his career high is 31 or 29 or something like that. Um, it was a season high. I do know that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, just he came out right away, was able to kind of be that spark plug for us in the first half. Uh, and then in the second half, made some big free throws, uh, was just tough guy, had some uh, four assists, five rebounds. I mean, just played really well on both ends of the floor. So, I mean, big shout out to Quinn VC. Uh, and, yeah, he's been on the show. Not going to find a better dude, too. So, uh, big shout out to Quinn uh, and all the boys, especially uh, here this last weekend. So. Well, all right, that's going to do it for this week's episode of BC Buckets Podcast. Uh, this last week, Chargers came up with two big-time wins, uh, winning against Mount Marty, and then obviously the really big Crosstown rivalry win at Morningside. Uh, and then before we leave here, just wanted to give another reminder of the schedule this week, so a little bit different. Uh, Monday game, the, the men's team will travel to Peru State Monday for a 7 o'clock tip-off, uh, and then two GPAC games on Friday, Saturday. Friday night hosting Hastings in the Newman Flanagan Center, women at six, men at 745. And then Saturday playing in the Newman Flanagan Center against Jamestown. The women's game for that will tip off at two. 
and the men's game will follow at 345. So, Coach, another big-time week. Uh, a couple more chances to go get a couple wins, uh, to keep getting better off uh, here in the month of February. So best of luck to you and the guys, and, yeah, have fun here in this busy week. Thanks, Bobby. We'll talk to you next week.